This is your host, James Jordan. And Mike Wallace. Coming at you for another episode of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast, recorded for the week of Sunday, September 4th, 2022. This is episode 26 of season 5. And as we usually like to do, top of episodes, Wallace, as, as you know, we like to do uh, just name name a driver. Uh, we want to keep it to one driver each because we want to do this in future seasons. So let's do that. Let's keep it to one driver each. You name me a driver. Uh, didn't Jamie McMurray drive the 20? Jamie Mack. Um, he was one, the just dodge. to name a few. I'm going to pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick. Ricky Bobby. And he won. He won sixty some odd races. No championships though, which is a crazy. You gotta admit that's a crazy feat. But he Kinda he like was great. That finish at Talladega though with uh, Jean Girard that was that was magical when they ran to the finish line like that. So he, probably the greatest NASCAR finish in history. So I'd have to say yeah, Ricky Bobby at uh, number twenty six. And that was our last fan. They left. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it happened. It was real, right? Yes. In your world, it probably was real. It didn't happen? Although I don't think it was Jean Girard. It may have been Simon Pagano. Not too sure. <laughs> Will you tell now me that didn't happen? Never, you'll unsee it. You're telling me this, this, tell me this didn't happen. You, you're serious right now, Wallace. Fortunately. What? <laughs> it starts crying. No. Um... But yeah, obviously like that I'm gonna go with it though. Screw you, man. Ricky Bobby can count. What are you talk what are you talking about here? What are you talking about? Come on, I'll man. Have it, I guess. You gotta you gotta give it. You gotta give it. And that way we get it out of the way. <laughs> that way it's done. <laughs> but yeah. Um, there we go, man. You got you gotta there we go. Uh but yeah, so that that's our that's it, uh for our, that's gonna be our thing. Wonder wonder what's going to be for 27 we'll have to tune in next episode all right um i mean you had so many options so many right that's what's good about every that's why we gotta that's why it's good to pick one so that in future seasons you can cover all the other ones um but yeah so you hear that that we have future seasons yeah if we do yeah that's what we would big news that's big news our listeners out New, east in New Brunswick in St. John on 107.3 um, CFMH local FM 1 p.m. Saturdays. Hello. Monthly on 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Ontario uh, on CKMS 102.7. On uh, Friday mornings monthly, hello. And, of course, on the Performance Motorsports Network on your smart device, hello. So... Hi. Hello. So you can also catch all of that uh, on our website. And, I mean, hopefully at some point we can shorten this URL if we pay up to WordPress. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's ways that uh, hey you know in this time it'd be it'd be easier just to do a quick little URL and maybe whoever paid for the said quick URL we would mention we would mention their sponsor so 
you can reach it's actually you could reach out to us on said website <laughs> the wide world of motorsports podcast.wordpress.com and yeah it would be great to hear from um our fans out there and some people out there to as well reach out to us drop us a line on our social media pages the twitter the facebook the instagram Wallace is on that Insta. Trying to be. Where do you get the Insta? Set me, set me up, set at, the listeners up. At the WWOMS. It's the same for Facebook and Twitter. Which is convenient. So it is. It's convenient, just like those actually. phone numbers that, uh, those taxi cab numbers that are like one number. Mm. That's kind yeah. of what we were going for there. <laughs> Um, Keep it simple. Yeah, that was the hope. So we have those. I try to do some stuff. We both do some stuff there. So just a different things from racing and also auto related. Posted some videos. The, that's why it's the wide world of motorsports. Too, so. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So hey, even our esports stuff too. Esports stuff as well, which is on YouTube. I feel like and we haven't website. done it in a while. We're taking a bit of a break. Yeah, from, we we actually yeah we're taking a break from iRacing, but we'll I'm we sure needed a break. I'm sure we'll our back. our one offs will be on our YouTube page. Just Google or Google the Wide World of Motorsports YouTube, and uh, or just go on YouTube and look up the Wide World of Motorsports esports team, and you'll be able to find that. And and then yeah, drop us your name, and we can maybe add you into uh, our esports team or something like that and, and run with you. So that, that'd be real fun. And also on our anchor as well, if you're on our podcast, if you're listening through Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, there's a few different ones, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, freaking Anchor. Can't forget Anchor. Anchor. Well, anchor. Can't forget Anchor. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can listen to us online as well. And there should be a link somewhere down below where you can leave a voice message. We can include that into our next episode. So that'd be uh, that'd be really cool, too. So uh, you can literally drop us a line and crash our podcast. That'd be real cool. It'd be real fun. That would be fun. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Um, Yeah. So the last couple of weeks. The uh, wide world of motorsports has been, um, it's been interesting. <laughs> the, uh, yes. going back, uh, to even, we, we could just, my, my, um, my one interesting connection to Daytona a couple weeks ago was when the Xfinity race happened, when Alex LeBay he ran yes. in the Xfinity race. He finished P8. And then right after that, and that race was delayed due to weather. So they were like, it was like 1 a.m. or something like that by the time the race was over. And he said post-race mm. he had to jet out up to ICAR for the Pinty's race. And, um, That's awesome. and then he also had a top 10 performance in that race as well. And... Um, yeah, iCar for people that don't know, it's a, it's basically a comp a racing complex, where there's a couple of different racing clubs that uh, race there. There's a drifting, uh, drifting course there as well, and it's a converted airport. There, it's actually yeah. an active airport too. 
Oh, really? That's yeah, true. yeah. Not, right. and, and I'm like, I don't know if maybe where they race was in like an older part of the airport and they just close it down. Like, like they use like the taxiways or something like that. Well, because it's a tight little short track. I mean, isn't I think St. Pete is like that. It's an active airport that they close down right. for the race because the front stretch is a runway. And the, if so, it was the former other... runways of um, there were old runways that they use. And then there's right. another part of the airport that they use at this track. And that's common. That's that could cool. be common for a couple other tracks too. Cause Sebring, there's a couple of uh, parts of that as well that I believe was used as part of older airstrips. But it's still World War Two bomber base. Yeah, I, I love, love I love those base. tracks, because um, especially yeah. with my connection, my in with that was I could yeah. I can name you of, of the most famous one is the Top Gear, the former Top Gear test track, which is now going to be a freaking neighborhood. But um, that's unfortunate. That's um, the best track in the world. And and uh, yeah, you know, and it kind of you can continue that. There's a couple places, especially when you mention some of those Florida tracks, well, they had to have airports during the war because they're worried freaking. they had so many different concerns, especially down in Florida, um, without even just mentioning the world war with the cold war and stuff. I mean, they have makes sense that they had airports down there, not used anymore. Right. Same up here. We have former uh, world war two airports or even mm-hmm. just, yeah. Training airports for other. We have world one war- out east. I believe they're all over. We have a one out west that's uh, a drag strip now. It was an old airbase that's converted to a drag strip. Yeah, and a lot of these were like training. Yeah. Some of them were, tra- most of them were like training airbases at one point. And then, but uh, yeah, some of them are airports too. And um, the, the facility opened in 2008 as a private uh, motorsport country club. Fancy, eh? And then it was mm-hmm. open to the general public the next year, opening as a racing academy and a karting track designed by Formula One world champion Jacques Villeneuve. So um, now iCar hosting weekly really? drag events. Yeah. Lapping nights, car clubs, um, and obviously wow. the Canadian Touring Car Championship and the NASCAR Pinty Series holds more than 20,000 people. Um it, it, this, You know, I, I like its surface. I, you know, I like... I'm a sucker for like a, like any sort of concrete or tarmac or whatever, right? Like, and um, yeah, it's like it. I like Sebring, and it's like our Sebring in some senses. Um, yeah, I yeah. feel like, and um, you know, you got 16 different turns over uh, 3.4 kilometers. That's 2.12 miles. Um, so yeah, that that's a it's a tight little track. And um, it, it, it provided for a lot of, well, for views, it's a, so remember it's flat, right? So you're not going to have a lot of good angles. I noticed on the broadcast, you know, you know, there wasn't great angles. And also from a fan standpoint too, apparently there, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, great on that aspect. But when you're dealing with a flat track, um, there's still lots of great vantage points to watch racing, but uh, when, yeah, when you're at a flat track like that, though, you're you're kind of limited in that. No, sense. I just mean, I mean, the track was just from the race footage I've seen and watched. It just seemed fast flowing. It's oh yes, moving. you know, you got some heavy braking zones, 
you know, you have this this beautiful, famous uh, hairpin that they come down into. Uh, you know, it's. I don't think I gave it enough credit on our episode, and I feel bad. This turned out to be a really cool. But it just. It just I like the race, enough, and I like the track, I like and I like that it's um, it's a challenging track. I mean, they're they're just. They're constantly just wrestling the car every time. Like they're just all, and I I like that it adds uh, um, an interesting mix to the through, series. Yes, it, and you and it and it's like nothing they race really race on, right? You know, Toronto's not like this. Nope. Uh, Trois Rivières definitely not like this. So it's this a it's super, I like the mix. It's super unique. Yeah, I like that, that. and. I would prefer that over them. <laughs> I would certainly prefer them go, uh, staying at ICAR than going over to freaking Montreal or really anywhere else. I think I, I would I would hate to see not that there's any talk or anything like that about it from what I know, but um, I would I would hate to see NASCAR Pinty Series not come to ICAR, um, despite what all the naysayers say it's I think it's good to have in the the schedule and um and it it, it kind of complements itself well uh, because e- even though and I will say there is one thing though it's like the only two people that really have won at it is Andrew Ranger and Kevin Lacroix Kevin won um <laughs> you know Kevin needed that yeah, win to Kevin, crawl up to that second place battle in the championship standings I think it just pr- kind of proves and cements that Kevin is still a top racer in in this series. I mean, we know that uh, you we were sp- speaking earlier and informed me because we both didn't know that Kevin's only thirty three and he's got another. I <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that. He's got a, a lot of a lot of years left in this series. And uh, I know Napa signed on with them. Ten years is what he told me at at Ashwick, and so you know he's going to be around for a bit. And you definitely, he's going to be winning a lot of iCar then. This track, I <laughs> yeah. think so. And and that's okay. I mean, this track is unique. There's a lot of challenges there. It's a staple, right? We have. I would love to ask. 70 laps on it too that's got to be tough on the body yeah oh absolutely that's got to be tough on the body when you mentioned the young the younger guys and the the older guys there was a big at this race it was a huge it was a huge factor new guys versus old guys local ringers different racing styles came out 70 laps they're always moving almost how many laps was cmp 50 something laps you know i feel like man really 70 laps. Well, how many was, was Trois Rivier? That was about 70 laps, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They got moved to 70 laps. Yeah. So that is, on this track, that would be a lot. I mean, that's a lot of, you know. Well, there's a lot of good racing then. throughout the pack, too. Like, back of pack racing was good. There's going to be lap traffic. Like, you're already going to be racing lap traffic within a couple of laps. You know, you're, there's, there's constant passing. Um, a lot of close racing. Um, there's a couple of guys who you didn't have, you know, we talked to Sam and uh, earlier on in this season and he was really excited for our car. He was looking forward to do good. I, obviously the road courses that I car included didn't 
wasn't good for him. His car came to no. stop at some point. Also, Mark Dilly as well. Not so good on uh, the transmissions. There's a lot of guys that were having transmission issues. You're you're using it a lot, right? And um, it was hard on the cars, you know, managing your stuff. So there was a lot of a lot of good racing through it at iCar and um, to set up for CTMP. It was really good. Um, yeah, I think I think iCar is good to set up for flight, CTMP. Right? Yeah. Well, for the first place, you know, Mac, <laughs> even for at iCar, he was still able to to keep ahead. But the, the second place, the, the race for the second place really tightened up, especially at CTMP as well. But it was, it was already get, looking that way going into it. When um, did we get the news that Max penalty got overturned? So we got those 12 points back. Yeah, that helped going that, into iCar too. Oh, um, going into iCar, that's right. Tag also had his penalty rescinded. So he was that's he right. entered the chat, so to say, all of a sudden yeah. in this championship run. and. Um, even though, you know, with Mac, he was 21 points or something like that ahead going to CTMP. And um, it was safe to say, you know, he had to basically finish CTMP. He had to start the car and finish it. And then I guess with how, with how it looks, he's unofficially the champion, in my opinion. He's 33 points coming out of CTMP mm-hmm. now ahead of second place Kevin Lacroix though second place is real tight is real tight and that I think that kind of maybe came into like some a third and fourth, really. it must have come into some aspect too during the race unfortunately left my scanner at home um, but I'm sure there was lots of uh, I'm sure there's some communication about hey this guy is a couple points around you I mean you got you got Kevin Lacroix 33 points back DJ Kennington uh, 34 points tag 36 um you even got trey in there at 48 points back from mark antoine cameron so you got a few guys going for second place that are are 10 points or so off from each other you know i'm sure going into delaware depending on what the the car count is for that that's going to be you know uh the the race to look at and i'm sure at during that ctmp i'm sure there was a lot of that uh coming into play um, lots of hard racing, as we know, CTMP and equipment thing too, kind of similar to iCar. And weather was, yeah, it was it, the track was hot on qualifying, and then it was cold and uh, during the race. Don't know if that really, I don't think that really played a big factor though. Um, drivers had well, to pick as well for tires track, and fuel. A cooler track uh, gives a little more grip, right? Traditionally, a hot track, greasy, slippery. So a cooler day. Didn't hear much from drivers track. about that though. Um, coming into coming into effect, um, it was a lot of it. The drivers will have to pit. They had to pit for tires and fuel at some point during mm-hmm. the race. So uh, was I that think, mandatory? Or was yeah, that... I think so. Yeah. Well, some of them, okay. uh, but also at the same time, not a lot of guys just use one set. It like some drivers did attempt using just changing lefts or rights. Tires aren't right. cheap, so um, there's a bit of that aspect in there too. So some some equipment management and. Although, you know, again, like we're going back to Lacroix, another guy that's really good at CTMP. It uh, wasn't long until he found himself ahead of Mac, who was the pole sitter. And also the, his teammate, Andrew Ranger, uh, Kevin Lacroix, just kind of leading the field there for a little bit. A couple of early yellows came out where everyone was able to make their pit stops, get their fuel, get their tires, seeing some different strategies take place. Some guys is taking four, two. 
also the tire the pit stops were separate too from you had to take tires in one stop come back around for fuel and that kind of put some of the leaders in the back of the field so we were able to see the leaders race some some hard racing throughout the field um and and uh and i will say this during the during the track broadcast they said can't wait to watch the tsn broadcast because uh, there's so much going on here and there and so much hard racing that uh, you'll you'll Mm -hmm. end up seeing that when it comes out in the final product a little tough to when you're at the track in person but um awesome stuff going on but yeah you know there was another you know there was like these there was some nice green flag runs and then a caution some nice green flag runs and then a caution um right so we saw it we saw it the next thing you know it's the end of the race and we we see uh you know uh mac and lacroix they have seven laps to put on a little show for the fans and um they did you know by the end of it lacroix was just a couple of car lengths away from mac and um, also, because these guys were battling so hard, Clute ended up finding himself up in the mix and beat three. I see that. Um, That's great. So he I was mean, able to keep. He, yeah. he he was throughout the field. He came back. He was he he had some racing to do himself. He raced hard, but he came back for that. So hats off to Clute. Well, uh, you know, Gary I Clute have to that. say, I was just looking at this this finishing order and seeing Gary's name up there, and, and I've been noticing Gary's name like many at the top. Of the time at the finishing orders a lot this year, yeah. you know, mixing the top five. Yeah, I've seen him at, really, in the championship he, standings he, he, he too. Really good early in the season, yeah, he, he was been, also up yeah. there. So, so it's great to see see Gary having yeah. some really good runs in this year. Absolutely, you know, that track um, is really unique for these cars because it's not. I don't know, like it just isn't something that's well, normal. We talk about it all the time, but it just works so beautifully and when the guys get it right and and do it good it's beautiful and you know a guy who got it done and and got a p9 with sam fellows and uh a last pass to get to get p9 it's a great photo of it at the of him three wide at the start finish line so we were able to yeah we were able to actually hear a bit about um some of the battles and also uh, a little bit more from the top three in our post-race pre- uh, press conference coverage and also Great our interview, interview with Mac. You did good. Thank, thank you, Wallace. Uh, with Mac as well, we talked to the race winner um, from our WAMS TV coverage. Here is the post-race press conference and race winner, Mark Antoine Cameron. In the 200s, we are joined by race winner, Mark Antoine Cameron. Second place finisher, Kevin Lacroix. And our third place finisher, Gary Clip. Gary, we'll start with you. Talk about your race today. Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, we, uh, at the beginning, it was tough. We uh, we got the drive. Well, we came in. We thought pit lane was open. I guess it wasn't, so we drove through, and then we took fuel. And then as we came to the green, they said, start at the back. So we had to drop to the back um, while these guys took tires. So instead of taking tires, we just uh, had fun driving through the field. Kevin, well, go walk us through your day. Was that as colorful as Gary's? Uh, no, I think we we had a good day, uh, but uh, we did some change to make the car better compared to other other few times here. We always finished tight here, and we did some change to to get it better for for the end of the race, and uh, didn't help. So uh, I don't know. Uh, car was good. 
I was just ninety six was just better, but uh, well, we did our job and finished second, so <laughs> that's it. Mark Antoine, talk about your day pole position yesterday, uh, race win today. It was a little harder than that sounds, but talk us through your day. Yeah, car was really good. The GM Payet was really fast today. For a brand new tire, so I managed that to the end. I was like, the car was a little bit quicker than Kevin on corner one, then two, and three a little bit. It was faster than me coming out of that corner. So with uh, four or five laps to go, I was uh, able, you know, to push really hard corner one and two to try to make a good gap here between him and me. Were you supportive of the two tire strategy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially uh, the left tire. Uh, we, you know, we. Use the tire, the left tire a bit more, like corner eight, like an important corner, and the car was turning really good to the right side. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good with my crew chief on that. Let's open the floor to questions. How much were you going to fight to keep the lead given the championship situation? Second is not a problem for you, but not finishing is a disaster. Yeah, definitely, uh, Kevin. I know Kevin is always fast here in Mossport. He's got a really good car, and. Uh, you know, I didn't want to fight like crazy with him. Like that's what I, you know, I give him the. Well, he was quicker than me in the first part of the race, so I let him go a little bit. I was able to follow him, following him a little bit, and then I got him, you know, on a good strategy. So, and then after that, I was able to stay with him. He was like we were running pretty much the same lap time, but I was able to stay there, you know, with the good gap. Any other questions? So just to Kevin, like with that last restart, you were very close. What about holding on? You lost in that last little bit. Yeah, well, uh, every restart that was, uh, uh, it, it took a few laps to, to, to catch a pace. Uh, so I was a little bit afraid to uh, get in battle with Gary and, and lose uh, the side on the win. So uh, and that's pretty much what happened here. I got uh, loose in the last corner. Uh, once and it hurt me for at least like two laps. I was uh, I was loose everywhere, so uh, I lost uh, the sight on on Mark maybe. Uh, but uh, as soon as there was uh, like the last restart, then we kept going under uh, under yellow. I was afraid because I knew that you know it took at least three laps to get the speed in, and so I I was afraid that it was going to happen. Like uh, not, not enough time to catch up, but uh, that's what happened. But you know we cannot control this, so. I think at the end, the last two laps were better. As soon as I cleared uh, Gary, I think I, I, I was able to to focus on Mark and catch up. But uh, you know, I was missing maybe one or two laps to to really make a move. Uh, but you know, it's I think for points it doesn't change much uh, because anyways, even uh, if Mark would have finished second, he was he's still pretty far ahead in points. So uh, you know, uh, we're happy with second. We I didn't want to force too much and. Uh, to get a win and, uh, for for no reason, so uh, so I'm good for what I got today. Mario, was your car at the end? Yeah, I mean the car was pretty good despite not having uh, not having tires. I think we we're a little bit better than uh, Kevin in, in corner one and two, and uh, got a good run, but it just coincided with him getting pretty loose, and I just had to back out of it, and um, you know instead of kind of getting down inside of him there and into. Uh, and then that allowed Lapsovich to catch up and uh, he became part of the fight and I had to worry about him a little bit more and then uh, looking forward to Kevin. So, car was okay. It was good. LP was pushing I think LP got...
got past uh, Drayton at the end, and he's always fast here right at the end. Just, um, you know, he's always a threat, but uh, the new Techwood dodge was, was good. Um, third place is okay. We always want to be on the, on the top step, but we'll take it. The drivers will remain available for, for a short time after this, so feel free to come and speak with them. That will include our press conference for the post-race of the WeatherTech 200. We're here after the race, here with race winner Mark Antoine Cameron. And you started from the pole. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. The car was really good. I mean, Jim uh, Payet, once again, was really fast during uh, qualify. The first part of the race, uh, that we said the last, the first 10 lap car was really good. And after that, started to be a little bit loose, and Kevin was catching me. And that point, I didn't want, you know, to, uh, to wreck with him or whatever, so I let him go. And then we have a really, really good strategy. We put fuel on at lap 11, and we make decision to, to uh, take only uh, two left tire. And that was, you know, the, the call of the day. I mean, for my crew chief, uh, we, that put us, you know, in the good position to the lead. And then after that, I was able to manage uh, the gap between me and, uh, and uh, Kevin. Yeah, how important was it managing the equipment up there today? Yeah, well, it's uh, 51 laps, and you know, if we don't pay attention to uh, to your tire during that uh, during that race, I mean, it's like at the end you have nothing left. So uh, the first like 20 to 25 laps, you have to be careful and go fast and save the equipment in the same time. Right. Well, what was the mindset going into this race, you being so ahead on the championship? Some of the mindset. We know that, you know, that coming up to that race, that was like the biggest race of the, of the year for us. We know that uh, if we do well, like a top three or something like that, and stay close to the guys behind us on the championship, we know that we can go to Delaware with a good uh, points lead. And exactly what happened today. So we are really proud of my team. Uh, we did it again this year, you know, third win of the season. So put us in a really good position to uh, the last race in Delaware. And going into Delaware, what's, uh, what's the, posi the position like for you guys? Well, we want, you know, to finish uh, like we start the, the season. We want to go there and, uh, and uh, do well. We know that we, you know, we can show up there and uh, be patient. But uh, we want to show up there with you know a good car, and we're planning to go test before uh, before that race in three weeks to get uh, well prepared. Okay, well, all the best to you, Mac, and congratulations. And so great to hear from race winner Mark Antoine Cameron, as well as the podium of the WeatherTech 200. Uh, Kevin mm -hmm. Lacroix in second, Gary Clute in third, rounding off our podium for this race. Uh, always good to hear some feedback from the drivers and especially you know um at ctmp in the media center always cool to have that set up there and being able to catch yeah, up with the drivers the and them yeah them being able to give us the time as well um you don't uh not that every track has a media center to do a press conference but it's always good to to hear from the drivers from their side of things and um yeah you know talking to mac there about Basically, I mean, you know, what what his mindset is going into the final race, you're thirty you're thirty some odd points up. I mean, you know, you you kinda caught it in the bag. I'm not gonna lie here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with where he's at so far ahead. Um it's it's just what it is. Um but it's the it's second place, season. as I said what earlier. You, 
you can't be upset about yeah, it. Yeah, I thought right? it was going to come down to Delaware, in. but it's going to come down to Delaware for P2. Uh, there's, there's, it's going to be interesting battle to see, um, especially through there. It's, it's going to be fun it, it also, too, for guys that are just a little bit outside of that second to fourth to fifth position. There's, you know, Ranger, LP, Dumoulin. Maybe they can make up some ground to uh, get themselves in the top five in the championship. Uh, no one really outside the top ten looking in. So I mean, you know, you're you gotta yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna be watching a little bit between second to seventh place for sure going into Delaware and, um, you know, I hope, you know, it's DJ's good there, and I, I you know, we're gonna see a lot of hard racing uh, between whoever's going to try to challenge him, I think. Basically, um, basically, this is going to come down to whoever finishes in front of who is going to be the finishing order for the season for the top five, minus Mark, right? Mac, Mac, wherever Mac finishes, it doesn't matter. Mac's going to win the championship. But basically, from Kevin, DJ, Alex, and Trayton, and I would say maybe even Andrew, those five cars, wherever they finish in position is where they're going to finish in the championship, I think. Yeah, because, like, unless there's 30-something cars, like, if there's more than 33 cars, then if Mac got, like, a DNF, you know, then that's when Kevin it, would which, go. It, which is in, I mean, what's the biggest... Right, and we know we're not going to get a car six, field that big. Awesome. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome, and I, I right? maybe yeah. we'll get a good... Of I, course. I, I so. we're going to have a good car probably 22 cars or something like that for Delaware uh, mixed in with everything else that's going to be there is going to be fantastic but maybe there might be you know, a what, bit more what but about, what can you say about GM Pie? I mean they just they came out and they've done it and Mac is driven I thought Ranger was going to I thought Ranger would have been a couple more positions up but hey you know what we'll, we might end up because there's a chance that maybe one of the top three, one of the, the you know, if uh, Tag or DJ get a DNF or something like that, can then Trayton and Ranger can maybe make up some positions when I look at it here. Thinking back to Sunset and, and that first race that I got to watch, standing there and standing in turn one and watching, watching these guys go, it was awesome. And just watching Mac lead so many laps and he was so good and so consistent. And yeah, he's definitely so the consistent one. And I thought, wow. Nine top fives. This is huge. This like, he's doing, yeah, nine top fives, ten top ten. Led 803 two, laps. Just blow, kind like of blows everyone out of the water. The next yeah. closest guy is Kevin at 215. So he's almost led almost 600 more than the next closest guy. You know, he's put in 20, and which is crazy, he's put in 20 laps less than Kevin, 62 laps less than DJ. And yeah, um, five point three. Like that's a look at that average start. It's four point two. Yeah, he, he's just he's just done really good this year, and hats off to him and the team. Yeah, I was talking about it. Yeah, Andrew Ranger. Um, you know, again for the GM wrapping up. Still though, still great performance. Good, good that's autumn great. this season. You know he. Um, he put in what he could do different shops though. These aren't like the same that like, so people, I think people have heard that a few times throughout the season at this point, different shops. though. so you're not, I'm not really expecting mm -hmm. 
how we would see it maybe in the cup where there's you know some of the cars in the same shop or whatever this is this is a little different same team different shops though so that obviously is um you know the one shot figure it out looking at the other one point is crazy because basically it's kind of like okay so we talked about the two to six lp could technically pass ranger you know watson could pack technically pass lp clute could pass watson like yeah depending on that some of these guys have some, some bad day if they have a bad day, a day there's yeah some big, there's some good points be interesting uh, you know, to see um the fall here. the fall brawl and also too i'm sure as we've seen before you know the, so much fun sometimes stuff will boil over um and, and that's the last race so you kind of get a chance to kind of let let things be known so to say so hey we'll have to yeah you'll have to be in delaware on um I believe it's the tw- <laughs> I believe it's the 25th of september uh so come come on down and we'll see you there i can't wait till uh we can uh, uh, finally, uh, you know, I'll say it. Finally, crown Mac as the champion and see that battle uh, in the inside of the top five for the championship points to round out the twenty two NASCAR Pinty Series season. Cannot wait, uh, especially Delaware too. Can't wait to go back to Delaware, see the new improvements that they've made as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm pumped. That there's going to be so many good cars there. Hopefully, so we'll have the bring. Is, hopefully, we'll have the uh, hashtag. Bring back the pink, uh, Mark Dilly. Hoping yeah. I don't know what you got to do to get pink, but you would make our day. Uh, hashtag bring back the pink, Mark Dilly. Hashtag Mark Dilly. Yeah, I win. Hashtag. Um. So yeah. So where else do we go in the wide world of motorsports here, Wallace? Um. I think we gotta go to. Well, NASCAR uh, first Our comes to mind. Lady you know. Black. Yeah. Um, Trying too tough to tame. It was a good, you know, kind of being able to see is usually in years past, the truck race would be at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So I was never usually able to catch most of um, the the Southern 500. But it was, it was nice to see that, it, you know, obviously uh, a, a full pack, not that grandstand stuff really matters but it does but it was it was nice to see a full packed southern 500 over the last from the last couple of years and and uh it, it felt really traditional i i know that the old school race has moved to the the spring date but it still feels like the old school weekend for the labor day race uh you, you can't take that away from it so all of that coming into it the, the tradition of it uh you know especially to kick off the playoffs and it being a it being an important track for also some drivers man you know a guy who's not even in the chase won the chase the playoffs won that race that ages me folks a guy who hmm. you know it's it's such a interesting track too when you're going from the the day to the the twilight to the the night tra- and late night transition too yeah, um, you get right. a few different the kinds of track yeah you, it's such a big uh, if, out of all the tracks I would say that's the most um, when it comes to all that stuff the most biggest impact is at the Lady in Black and um, you know I'm glad that it was the, the race to kick off the playoffs um, 
and wow you know it, all it the, all the stuff that it did not there was so many points in that race you know early we saw some misfortune for um Kyle Larson you know where it was where it was both chases at um <laughs> you know uh well Kyle Larson had an issue with with the the engine not sounding correct and they seemed to figure it out somehow chase drove in over himself into the wall which was very unchase like to do yeah. collecting another chase and then we saw willie b leading that race and and something else out of his control yet again stealing it from him in a very unfortunate way so and and, and we, that kind of seemed to be that tradition of the night right that lady in black that just dark essence coming into the track and and we had Martin Truex Jr. losing an engine and we Kyle leading, losing an engine Kyle Busch losing an engine so yeah Truex too man that was tough I wish they would tough. make this track be I wish this race was was the throwback race I don't know why it's not it just feels like it needs to be this race seems harder to do it just seems harder to to get there because you're like you said earlier as you mentioned that transition through day to night the track transition the, the car transition and you know but it was good it was great to watch we had guys out front in the top 10 that have kind of been in the top 10 all year and have not made big splashes you know I'm thinking of Michael McDowell you know he yeah, you got ten. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. You have Baba and eight for the old forty-five. Larson man coming back though, eh? Like Larson coming back from that too. So got a lot of time to come back. <laughs> he did. It is a especially when it early, eh? You almost have a whole. Yeah, you have like a whole slate. Like you have like a whole. It's like ah, uh, like the. It's like not too bad actually. It's like if you wanted to have a problem. In the Southern 500, you want it early because you have lots of time to make up for it, and it shows. And we've seen that in years past yeah. too. Um, yeah. How that shows. But yeah. So it was. It was nonetheless, though. I mean, we we saw a good race, um, especially for people that are fans of the 43. They were able to see, not that uh, Richard Petty had seen victory lane a lot at Darlington, but for Eric Jones. To be able to bring the 43 back to victory lane and also for uh the new branded petty gms too you know it's 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 like it felt, felt like he brought them back to victory lane but in some ways it was a first too because they're under under a new branding that's that's real that's got to be that's got to mean something still right if we all know it was it's basically petty motorsports but yeah, I mean it does. And Eric drove there, you know. People uh, a lot. He's good there too. He's been the successful there had, before. Yes, and a Second lot of the things tonight for him had to perfectly align, but he still had to be there. He still had to do that restart. You know, he he. The only thing that sucks is that it probably it didn't happen before the playoffs. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, in in his right. case, that's the only way he's going to be kicking it. Yeah, in kicking his himself. in his case, I mean, even even after the race, he was basically 
it meant to him getting he said I'd get a hat so to him maybe yeah you know it's it was a race too late you know just imagine if uh, Daytona kicked off the playoffs and this was the way to end off the season eh um, that would have been crazy um, and and yeah you know uh, it was so cra- being and watching it on TV and, and from a fan's perspective you see all these guys start failing at the end of the race especially when Truex went down Kyle Busch went down that that was a huge moment man you know I'm screaming loud and I'm sure like the, cr- the crowd there obviously they, they were uh they were happy to see what they're saying, but I actually, I wasn't too happy to see what I was seeing. I felt a little bad for Kyle. I wanted to see Kyle win that race. He needed to win this race. And and the thing is, is who knows? Maybe if he did win it, he'd still be, <laughs> I think maybe that would have been the case. I think, I don't know if he won that race that would have solidified his, his ride for 2023 at Joe Gibbs racing. But well, I don't know. So he needed it. it. <laughs> yeah. But does he, or does, does it, it decide him not want him yeah. to be there if this is the that might be a deciding uh, factor um never. and it's interesting because he didn't give apparently a, denny said he he missed a shift yes and that's why the engine blew up yes so you can't even blame toyota on that one it just sucks i mean he went Mark right Martin into his hall or two post race eh? like he didn't he did. didn't go right out of the car and or he didn't even talk he didn't at least go somewhere do an interview and talk crap. Uh, he went right into his hauler, and um, I, I maybe that I don't know if that was because what he had to do anyway. Because he got if, if maybe if I got into that situation, I'd want to figure out right away what happened. And if that's where the information for that is, that's where I go. I'd also want to go and cool down for a, <laughs> for a couple minutes. You need to, yeah. So maybe there's a little aspect of that too in there. And but that's for when we think about Kyle Busch. That's not <laughs> you, you don't put. You don't put any of those together. So he held, he, um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of his brother when he kind of smartened up a little bit over the years. I like seeing that. Oh, maybe and that's what made me like Kurt. Up. And then, yeah, he's, <laughs> dude, dude looks like he's like 50. I know he's not that old, but yeah, he's growing up, whatever. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, this guy, He's been holding himself real well the last few weeks, but at the same time, is this is is he just kind of putting on a show? I don't I don't know. Um, no, the thing is, he's not going to have a problem. He'll start his own team if he has to. I I don't see Kyle Busch leaving the sport. No, he wants to race with Brexton. He wants to race with Brexton. He wants to be around for at least ten years. He wants to be until he's old enough to race at least in the Truckster Xfinity when you're like. You can be like 16 to race in the trucks or something like that. That's what he yeah. wants to do. So he's got a few more years of chilling around in NASCAR at some capacity. He's not going anywhere. And he's gonna he's gonna have no problem finding and this is the this is the time sure we've talked about it. We've everyone's hearing about it on freaking race hub, everywhere else. But it is it is legit because you don't see this much. He's when have you seen a $15 million deal at any time recently in NASCAR? You know, we're not going to see, you know, and I think he even said himself he's going to accept that. It's going to have to, his, his new contract's going to have to be less money. And, uh, yeah, and I think, I that's, think it's that's unfair. crazy. I don't know. It's unfair that it's been, I, I feel it's unfair that it's been so 
public. But it's big. It is a big deal because he's a big part of our And it's kind of new for us because we expect a big deal. We expect a 15. We expect Joe Gibbs Racing to give him a few mil. And we don't expect it to be this. You You expect it to be when they press release that Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney signed. Right. These guys are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shocker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't know this was coming. Right. That's I feel that's what we expected with Kyle. And then all of a sudden it's like, I might not have a home here. And everyone's going, what? What do you mean? This has been your home. Like, you know, Jeff Gordon was Hendrick, you know, Denny's going to be Joe Gibbs. Uh, I'm, now I'm drawing up like Jimmy Johnson is well unless Hendrick. Denny eventually goes to I I, I think he's going to retire with 2311 um, no he won't no. I don't think so no I don't think so well I, I, interesting I, though he, he with said, as long as FedEx wants to stay with him oh, I'm sure they will yeah. and stay with Joe Gibbs now if they say we want to stay with you for another five years if in another five years this is retired like he's not I don't think he'll stay beyond his retirement to race with the team there's no benefit sure yeah we'll see uh, I don't think interesting what's going over Joe let's let's go over to on, on uh, SHR here with, with uh, Kevin Harvick and his little issue there what's what's the deal with he almost got I he saw flames coming out of his dashboard two laps yeah. he said before that happened so he he was basically saying he was hoping the fire would go out and it didn't and somehow fire got into the cockpit which is scary I'm sure there's other ways fire has gotten into a cockpit from the outside of the car but when you're it's like if there's anyone and you'll know this reference well it's anyone who's seen the movie Casino (laughs) when you see when yeah when you're seeing fire coming out your vents that's a problem. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not going to get whacked out like Sam Rothstein. But when you're when you're Kevin Harvick, uh, I think what is, I I I don't wouldn't blame him how he felt in his interview uh, after that. He was pissed, and he, I think he had every right to be pissed, especially a vet well, in the sport. And hard hits this year. Hits have he, been too. We've he, heard from other drivers. Hits have been oh, a big deal Kurt. too. Hemlin mentioned, yeah, Kurt, Kurt with his concussion. Yeah. 40, He's a possible. There's a real possibility. Kurt's done. Could be. I hope not. But we're drivers are saying too. that they're feeling more um, of the absorption as well into the seat because uh, the cars on, is on, to, on lower impact on 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 slower impact. Right, and they're not used right? to that. They're finding new ways to have to like they're doing different stuff with their seating and they're trying different things to adapt to that. Uh, but <laughs> And going back to the fire thing as well, these are things, that's another thing that's happened too. These are issues that have persisted throughout the season. And yeah. they're saying they're communicating this. I think I read um, recently. Uh, news. Maybe it could be. Them. That's why it's this is the dirt sheets, folks. I forgot to, men- forgot to mention this is the dirt sheets. Um, NASCAR Senior Vice President of Competition, Scott Miller, admits that it's unacceptable. But I think at the same time too, he said that um, from the like from the garage and from NASCAR, it's op- it's always open, but there hasn't been uh, so much apparently from the garage. Now we're gonna probably hear it, but uh, on this issue, they're gonna and, and Miller dismissed that there is no communication. 
between them, but the, just the understanding of things between them is it, it gets missing? mixed is up with OEMs. Or... It gets mixed up with media partners, and it, it gets really mixed up. So I'm sure there's a there's a line of communication, but there's got to be there's got to be a better communication from the garage, maybe in some ways too, right? There is no communication about this, or is he saying there's no communication about this? and we see no issue like we're not hearing that this is an issue well i think he was saying like people are saying there's no communication he dismissed that he's saying there is communication but at the same time it with the struggles between everything that works out through the industry you know you're you're talking about oems who makes these parts the teams the everything from the media to the you know sponsors i mean this is a big this is a it's a big thing that they got to figure out it's not just as easy as like a a quick solution for them so it there's something that's going to take time yeah it's not a team that you don't want it to take time yeah because but at the same time you want them to get it right yeah but you want yeah and they can't let the team start modifying parts because then then, right and then you're gonna screw up a lot of stuff and um you're gonna up the whole system like, and, and you know harvick saying that the harvick saying you know the parts are crappy and nascar hasn't fixed anything and this is kevin harvick he doesn't he gets he, he's caught and heated over the years sure but in this case you know he knows what he's saying could be actions detrimental to, to racing he knows what he said he's aware he's aware he's conscious and i i think what he said was genuine yeah. i don't think he was making it up and i as someone who's a he's like this, the oldest try one of the oldest guys in the series He's that's that, been around sure. this I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to what he says and I'm actually gonna consider it and I'll I'll I think I'll take his word too you know if well, this guy's got a couple hard hits this year so he would know yeah they too. got they no no doubt though because when we've seen in the past years when the car is when we have a new generation car in its first year and this is a totally different car from the last few generations those were just adapted cars throughout the years those were just versions yeah gen 3 yeah. gen 4 gen 5 gen 6 now we're seeing a complete yeah complete so there's and not only that we've always seen and either way with the similarities from other seasons it takes some time to figure it out and we've heard it we've heard it over and over again especially you're in the cot area we heard it all over gen after gen we hear this in the first season i'm not surprised at all that yeah, we're hearing so drivers he, complain but then the other part of that to play devil's advocate here is that then maybe they're putting these cars on track too early maybe they're rushing even though they had so much time we was it still too early is yeah, that crazy to think right you and i talked about that and i suggested that because i had heard that as well that they should just use the old car but then it's like this is the big thing this is the big debut you can't you have to you know you have to use it anyways it doesn't matter well remember this time last year in the cup series a lot of guys were a lot of the teams were like they were worried they weren't well a lot of them too were saying goodbye to their they weren't by they weren't making newer cars they weren't like it was clear that the the next gen was coming in for sure this time last year when they were they weren't mm-hmm. making new cars. I think HF, like one of the big teams did it for the final race or something like that. But other than that, like this, this first year, I mean, we still have a whole few, we have like a whole playoffs basically left. Uh, we still have a couple, we still have three months of racing in the cup series to go. Um, so we're going to see, uh, I'm sure a lot of different stuff come up to a lot. You know, we've, we've seen stuff like the lug nut 
issue get addressed this year. Haven't seen it much as an issue, or at least broadcast. <laughs> Haven't heard of it as much as an issue in the last few races. Um, although we've seen a lot of guys come down to make sure that their lug nuts are tight. Um, yes. We've so we've se- we've seen they're trying to work on. There's things they're trying to work on. Um, and and I they there was something recently too that they um, it was something to do with the tailpipes. Uh, something was melting something. They had to add something to it. Uh, a, a heat, oh really? A heat resistant material. And then now because that heat resistant material is putting heat elsewhere in the. Um, in the, wheel well, in the wheel well, in the wheel where in the wheel well area of the car, their brakes are getting too hot and they're melting. So, like they're they're gonna have a lot of different random things here and there that they're gonna have to figure out. And um, it's be interesting to see, uh, especially in the next few weeks. We'll have it all covered here, though, on the Wide World of Motorsports podcast. I'm excited. Are coming you at excited? you, absolutely coming at you weekly on the good old FM dial out east in Canada. On 107.3 local FM CFMH, you can also hear us in the region of Waterloo in Ontario. Monthly Friday mornings on 102.7 Radio Waterloo CKMS, and you can also get us digitally in a couple different ways. The TMN Performance Motorsports Network app, pull that up on your smart device, or if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a few others. Uh, you can also, I think you just Google the Wide World of Motorsports, and there'll probably be a few selections of uh, podcast streaming services as well. And uh, check out Wherever. our real, check out our reels guy, a reels guy uh, on the Instagram at the WWOMS. We've been a little slow. We're gonna. It's we're gonna still good. I think we're good. We're gonna we're gonna, Absolutely. We're gonna make some new ones and get some stuff for. Some we'll have all the updates too, uh, uh, as course on Twitter, Facebook at the WWOMS. And as well as uh, we'll throw, we'll try to get back throwing us stuff to our website, the Wide World of Motorsports Podcast.wordpress.com. So um, check out uh, check out all of that, uh, and also yeah, drop us a line. I'd love to hear what you guys think about the show, and uh, get back reach out to our fans. Hey Wallace, that just about wraps it up for this episode. Um, we'll see you around the bend, folks. Adios.